No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth radio show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation or diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. When it comes to investing, retirement, and legacy planning, the decisions you make today can greatly impact the quality of life for both you and your loved ones tomorrow. What you need is straight, unbiased information on the most important issues you'll face when planning for your financial future. Good news. You found the Growing Your Wealth radio show with Brian Evans. Brian is the founder of Madrona Financial Services, and with his background as a CPA, he brings a unique perspective to the investment and financial planning world. He follows the philosophy rooted in his tax experience of, it's not what you make, but what you keep. And this focus on tax-smart investment strategies is all part of the fully integrated planning strategy known as the Madrona Bundle of Services. You'll hear Brian's thoughts on everything impacting your portfolio, from income to taxes, and from growth opportunities to long-term security. This is your source of comprehensive financial information. You'll soon understand why they call it the Madrona Difference. So get ready for an hour full of the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. And welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Thank you so much and welcome to Growing Your Wealth, the radio show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to invest better, live better, retire better, and give better. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have some valuable information for you during the coming hour that could change your financial life for the better. My name is Jeff Shade, and as always, I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from the expert Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. How you doing today, Brian? Doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to hear it. As always, Brian, really happy to be here with our listeners. Of course, we're heard uh, twice a week here in Seattle, two different radio stations. You can hear us on Saturdays at 7 a.m. and then Sundays at 3 p.m. And of course, we don't mention the radio stations, Brian, because one station probably wouldn't like us promoting the other station. But just for our (laughs) listeners, if they do want to hear the show twice, they can do that on the air. And as always, you know, you can hear the show on the website at madronafinancial.com. And of course, we are a podcast wherever you hear your podcast. Just search Growing Your Wealth and put us on your listening list. Well, Brian, this is the second week of 2021. I think I asked you this last week, but do you feel any different than 2020? Well, yeah. I mean, I I see a little light at the end of the tunnel, and it's been quite the grind. Uh, 2020, uh, obviously, for everybody, was a monumental year and for everybody, and some took a bigger hit than others, and certainly uh, don't want to go back to that. All my plans uh, a year ago today got, you know, thwarted. Yeah. but adapted uh, best we could, and we made out quite well based on you know the industry that we happen to be in. If I was a restaurateur, I would not be saying the same thing. So yeah. kind of depending on what industry you're in as to what 2020 looked like as far as your finances. And you and I both have good friends that are in the restaurant industry, and they have endured, and they're really lucky because they were able to do that and able to adapt to the circumstances, but a lot of restaurant owners have not been able to do that. And other service providers and other retailers in general. I've gotten into bicycling uh, this year, and I'm really shocked 
shocked that the bicycle shop near me closed, but it isn't because they didn't have enough business. It's because they couldn't get bicycles. It seems it says that this pandemic has really affected the supply chain across the world. Oh, yeah. Supply chain was the big thing. So even the stuff that, you know, demand shifted dramatically from what we, you know, used to need to what we needed now. And, and of course, the supply chain wasn't ready for that. Right. And uh, part of that, you know, with transportation and, and everything else to do with that. Oh, yeah, supply chain. I mean, just little things like I, I wanted to buy a kayak. Anything that, that involved people doing something on their own, you couldn't find one. In the mm-hmm. summer, I just, you couldn't find it. So I'm like, I don't have any toilet paper. I can't buy a kayak. I even was looking at maybe buying a boat. And I thought, oh, man, I don't even want to tell these boat people that I'm interested. And they're like, gosh, we got, they got these things flying off the... <laughs> they didn't even call me back. I was like, are you kidding? It's like going up to a car lot saying, yeah, I'd like to buy one of your new cars. Yeah, we don't have time for you, bud. Because <laughs> you know, the personal watercraft, you know, forget about it. You couldn't yeah. find one. So it was amazing, the supply chain disruption and what, what it, stuff you just took for granted. You'd be able to buy a boat or toilet paper or, yeah. or a kayak. No, no, good luck with that. <laughs> I've been rethinking the toilet paper thing there, Brian. I saw an ad, and this you know they don't sponsor this, but it's a thing called Tushy. It's a thing that you attach to your toilet, and it eliminates the need for toilet paper. I thought about buying those as Christmas <laughs> gifts, but I thought it might be just a little impersonal, and people might think I was trying to give them some sort of a message. But yeah, it's called Tushy there. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's amazing, though. For some reason, people need more toilet paper during a pandemic and paper I, towels. I, I don't quite understand that, but, you know, they're fine. I don't off the get shelf. it either. So. Yeah. Psychology is not. I, I, I took a little bit of psychology, but we did not address the uh, toilet paper pandemic uh, subject. Well, yeah, when it comes to the supply chain, if things are produced, you know, like in China, like these bicycles are, and really I think that that's going to shift things to the United States. What do you think about domestic manufacturing maybe coming back? as a result of this pandemic? Well, I think that would be a great idea to do. I mean, no doubt, or at least, you know, bring it closer. (laughs) It's like even in Mexico or something. Right. But I'm concerned, though, that it's going to go back to kind of the way it was. I mean, we got a wake-up call with uh, the threats of, you know, 90-something percent of our drugs and medicines are produced in China. And then, you know, if they shut that off, where are we? We can't just start making that stuff overnight. So hopefully something's been done in that regard, but I haven't really seen a lot of publicity about that. And, you know, it's always, it's all been about the election or something else, some other topic other than uh, some of the root issues about supply chain. I mean, to me, supply chain and and protecting our, our medical supplies and all of that should be a really important issue much higher than the than the stuff I'm, you know, you know, who can use what bathroom or, you know, whatever to me. Correct. I, I think as a country, we got our priorities a little mixed up on what we think is important and what, what we think isn't. Well, it would be nice to shift some of that uh, productivity back to the United States. You know, you and I are roughly in the same age range, me just being a little bit older. But I do remember when American cars were built in America and uh, foreign cars were built overseas. But now, you know, that borderline has been blurred a lot. I mean, Honda automobiles are built in places like Marysville, Ohio, in Tennessee, and so forth and so on. So it would be nice to bring jobs back to America, but I think this this pandemic is going to make us see things a lot more differently. And I'm a little worried about being so reliant on foreign countries for a lot of things, but we'll wait and see very early here in 2021. Speaking of the new year, Brian, did you make any New Year's resolutions? 
Oh, I'm not one for uh, resolutions myself. There's certainly, uh, you know, the, the typical ones. I want to, you know, be healthier and so forth. But one of the things I'm working on is, you know, our, our business has been growing. So I've hired new financial advisors so that uh, it doesn't have to all rest on me to do everything. And, and now we're up to six different uh, financial advisors along, in addition, to our CPA firm. So we're over 30 employees now. And being able to focus more on what's important, I'm putting together an educational series, something I can educate on just literally hundreds of topics. I think that's really important to get that out there. I don't want to be a salesman when I grow up. Right. And uh, a lot of people in my industry, that is all, that is their focus is sales. And that's never been mine. It's been uh, education. And uh, so, you know, I built the companies. I want to help educate people about the options available. We'll be talking about that in a future show about some of the differences we can provide and on some of the major topics that we can advise on that typical financial advisor cannot legally do their their licensing, not being CPAs and so forth. But yeah, I'm going to focus more on that. So a little bit of business focus, turning some operations management over to existing staff internally. So that kind of frees me up. So I don't have to do all employee reviews and payroll and controller and COO and CIO and CEO and EIEIO and everything, every other hat that I wore. I think this will be good for me. And then I can focus on having a little bit more balance in my life. So I guess that's my resolution. Uh, It's not specific, but it's a general resolution. Well, for most people, resolutions are really just a to-do list for the first two weeks of the year anyway. I remember when gyms were open and the first month of, uh, you know, the new year, you couldn't find a parking place, but wait, you know, until mid-February or so or March and you could park any place you wanted to. Glad to hear that Madrona Financial is growing. And that's the thing I've always felt that was very unique about Madrona Financial and about this particular radio show as well, too, that this was more of an educational forum, which gave some advice to people rather than just a sales operation. And Madrona Financial continues to grow, and you're able to really serve the needs of your investors and your clients a lot better now than you were even six years ago when we started this radio show, but you always were able to do it very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've added uh, lots of different affinities that allow us to get into areas that we couldn't even do uh, those six years ago. And, you know, I've, I've identified about 12 different main areas that we can provide service in now. Most financial advisors can do maybe a, a few of them, certainly. They can sell you an annuity or invest your money in the markets or sell you long-term care or something like that. But there's a whole bunch of different areas that, that we can do deep dives on. And, and they keep coming up more and more, it seems like. Like I'll have a conversation with someone. And uh, I remember one just a couple weeks ago, and they were a high net worth couple. And, and they were like, well, we don't really don't really like the stock market, and I'm not interested in new. So for most advisors, they go, well, I guess I'm done with this. And they're telling me their story. And they're like, do you know anything about real estate? Because, you know, I've got whatever it was, $40 million. And, and I, I don't have really a plan for it. And I kind of chuck all them. Well, you know, because they didn't know who I was, really. And when I started the conversation, well, I've written a book on, you know, how to you know, exit strategy for, for landlords and, and so forth. We got talking about that and cap rates and all this stuff. And he was just, wow, you know so much about real estate. Well, and then she chimed in, I own a, a medical practice. And I kind of don't want to have it anymore. I don't know whether to sell internally or externally. And I've engaged a firm on the East Coast. And she said, do you know anything about that? And I kind of chuckled again. I mean, well, I, 
own a CPA firm and uh, been a CPA 35 years. We've done tons of this transitional stuff, internal, external, uh, multiples of EBITDA to figure out valuations, uh, what, what makes sense, what doesn't, how to do an earn out uh, with employee if you decide to go that route, the whole thing. So you're like, wow, that's great. I'm so excited. I got somebody that knows this. The more we talked, the more we uncovered, you know, and then the next topic was estate planning for their kids or grandkids. And I'm like, well, yeah, I do that all the time. I got lots of strategies for that. And I just wrote an article in Kiplinger about that or whatever. <laughs> and so it was really neat to have these level of conversations where I don't have any limitations on, uh, you know, my firm doesn't have any limitations on this kind of thing. And most advisors would have just gulped and go, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't do real estate. I don't do estate plan. I don't know anything about taxes or business succession or, you know, they, they can't have that conversation. So it really, it just kind of reminded me how important it is what we do and how we do it and how we're uniquely suited, especially for more complex cases where people are just looking for some and they can't seem to find them. Yeah, not only for the individual investor, but as you said, also for the business. And when we started the show, we talked a lot about the bundle of services that you get here at Madrona Financial that you don't get at a lot of other financial planners. And that is the ability to talk about taxes and insurance, estate planning, health care, real estate, and legacy. And uh, real estate, though, as I recall in the beginning, you know, we were talking about percentages of someone's portfolio and what it's made up of. Real estate was one of those things that most of your high net worth investors, that was part of their portfolio, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Most of the time it is. And uh, when I'm talking real estate, I'm not talking your residence. I'm talking about investment real estate. Uh, It could be your office building that you own or your lot or, you know, rental houses, whatever it is. But yeah, most, I'd say a majority of higher net worth people own investment real estate. And a lot of my clients, the reason they are high net worth is solely because of real estate. I mean, it wasn't because they invested in the stock market. They invested in real estate and we had some of the highest appreciation in the country over the last 30 years. So there's a lot of wealth in real estate in the Puget Sound uh, area and beyond. And I was talking to a real estate broker just yesterday, Brian. Now, he deals primarily in residential real estate, but he also does business. And he threw out an incredible stat to me, and that was in Snohomish County, that the appreciation year to year was 14 to 28 percent, depending upon where you were in Snohomish County. So incredible appreciation in real estate. And, you know, if it's not part of your portfolio, probably a good idea to take a look at that. If it is part of your portfolio, our listeners, and maybe you want to get out of that, we have talked in the past about remaining in real estate with a Delaware Statutory Trust, but not having to do the, the, you know, the daily chores of actively managing real estate. And we'll continue to talk about that if you're a new listener to our program. Just uh, jot that down, Delaware Statutory Trust. You can also find out more about that particular topic at a website that we have called madrona1031.com. That's madrona1031.com. Well, Brian, it is time for us to take a break. But before we do that, I want to wish a happy birthday out there to someone. Actually, a happy birthday to us. Growing Your Wealth, Brian, is 300 shows old. What do you think about that? Wow. Can you I imagine? I did not think I would do <laughs> doing 300 shows with you, Jeff. I have to say, especially after the the quality of the first six month shows, they were, they were pretty spotty because were. I was new at this, and yeah, I, I think I've gotten more compliments on this show in the last six months than I got in the first six years. So, I hopefully it's getting better and more interesting over time. But wow, 300 yeah. shows—that's really something. And I just never thought that would happen. So, uh, thanks for keeping track of that. That's kind of exciting. <laughs> we'll have to, 
Yeah. Wish I could take you out and um, <laughs> have a little uh, <laughs> celebration, but uh, I guess we'll just have to do that on air. We'll wait for the 400th show for that. I have faith that uh, when we get to 400, we will be able to do that. But yeah, 300 shows, the beginning shows weren't as smooth and polished as they are today. We were finding our way, but still the first couple of shows, I mean, we still had some great information, but yeah, I never dreamed we would go 300 shows. So thank you so much for joining us, our loyal listeners. We couldn't have done it without you. Okay, now time for a break, Brian. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation about New Year's resolutions, some of the things that you might want to consider for 2021, and more when our show continues after this. Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans will be right back with even more ways to help you stay focused on your retirement goals. Don't let the health crisis that began in 2020 become a wealth crisis for you in your retirement. Times like these require a plan and people you can trust by your side. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has been helping retirees navigate through changing times for more than 30 years. If you're not 100% certain that your current plan is equipped to handle times like these, call Madrona Financial Services right now and Brian will meet with you personally. The number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. But spaces are limited, so call now. The pandemic could likely affect your taxes, Social Security, your investments, your health care, and a lot more. So now isn't the time for guesswork. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. A sound strategy and a team by your side could add hundreds of thousands of dollars or more over your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA right now. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A financial.com. When you need something important done around the house, you call a professional. Why is it when it comes to retirement investments, most people don't know what theirs is built on, or even if it's right for them? Madrona Financial Services is made of a team of professionals that will create a retirement plan as individual as you are and make sure your financial foundation is clear to you every step of the way. Call them today at 844-MADRONA for a no-obligation retirement readiness review. They'll learn about what you want most out of retirement, plus you'll get an investment and retirement analysis and a tax analysis. You've worked hard to earn it and save it. Take the time to have the right professionals help you keep it and grow it. Find a better way at Madrona Financial Services and bring everything together. Call Madrona Financial Services today for your free retirement readiness review at 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Tired of getting only half the story? We've got you covered with the most comprehensive financial information on the radio. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with your host, Brian Evans. Now, here's Brian. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs, and we're going to continue to talk about the new year 2021. And Brian, as we said earlier, a lot of people make resolutions for the new year, and for most of those people, those resolutions last about two weeks, maybe four weeks at the most. I have the list every year of the resolutions that I make, and at the end of the year, I'm able to cross off some resolutions, so I do take it more seriously. And of course, losing weight, that's always at the top of everyone's list, or not everyone's, but most people's list. And of course, you know, being healthier for a lot of people, it's stop smoking. I've never smoked, so that's an easy win for me. But let's talk about some of the resolutions that are on my list and maybe resolutions that should be on other people's list. Top of my list is building a healthier emergency fund. You know, due to 2020 and the uncertainty about that, people losing their jobs and maybe having more expenses brings to the forefront the idea of an emergency fund. Now, when you're doing financial plans for people, do you talk about an emergency fund, liquid cash, and how much should that be? 
Yeah, that's uh, on our questionnaire. That is one of the specific questions we ask is how much are you comfortable for? What's interesting on our questionnaire, we always give uh, two spots for answers because the husband may say $10,000 and the spouse may say Mm 100000 I want to know what that is because I'm probably going to go with the bigger one. But that's always an interesting conversation because one of the things I've noticed about people they feel like if they don't have their money invested all the time, all of it, they're like, oh, I'm missing out. I'm, I don't have my money working for me. And I remind them, your money isn't always working for you. Sometimes it works against you. If you put it into something that isn't the right thing at the right time, it can go down in value. So don't just rush to throw it at something just because you can't stand it being idle. Sometimes it's okay to have some idle funds around, especially when it adds the peace of mind of one or both of the spouses. And so I always want to be very kind of hard on the person that says, I got to have all the money invested all of the time because they might be missing the point that maybe it's good to have some cash laying around. We call it dry powder. Right. So if an opportunity comes along, you can invest in it. You don't have it tied up in something. Or it may be really good for the spouse that maybe isn't saying as much, but they may be sitting there just, you know, I, I lay awake at night because COVID happens or what if we have a job loss or what if we need to repair something or need a new car and we don't have the cash and we don't have it available. What's the point of all of this if I can't fund our, our life? And if we just had some money sitting around, I'd feel about a thousand times better. So I think that that is more important than kind to squeak out an extra 1% on a high rate CD to have it locked up for three or five years that we really address and be very confident that the amount that we put away is enough for some of the things that come along and certainly enough for the peace of mind of one or both of the spouses. And the issue comes down to liquidity, too. How quickly can you get your hands on that? And with a three to five year CD, you can break that, but then it isn't much better than just keeping it in cash. So that begs the question from me, how much cash should you have? Should it be a percentage of your portfolio or should it be three months? Should it be six months worth of salary? How do you determine what's the right amount? Yeah, I mean, I certainly would be much more comfortable with three to six months salary than it would be $1,000 for my clients because $1,000 ain't going to go very far for them. No. When we have a $500,000 minimum, that would be, you know, not even a 1%. So, yeah, so probably uh, three to six months. But everybody's different that way. There is no wrong answer, right or wrong answers there. Some people, you know, they might say, well, you know, I've got couple million dollars in the market, I can always pull it out. I understand I may be pulling it out at a bad time, but I've got so much excess money. I don't really need to have a lot of money sitting around because the market's liquid. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. Other people may say, look, I don't feel good unless I have two years of expenses sitting in the bank account. Right. And just in case. I'm just worried all the time about something bad happening. And and I'm like, okay, great. You know, maybe it's $200,000. And they always start apologizing. I know I should have that invested and working for me. I'm like, no, 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 you shouldn't. This is a personal choice. Everybody's going to be different as to what your safety net needs to be. And if it's 200000 fine, it's 200000 I will never make anybody feel bad that they have that much. Oh, I, I, I guess I would say it. You know, if they have a million dollars sitting in cash and they have, you know, 200000 invested, I might point that out that that's too much. Okay, that's probably over the top. But 
for most people, you know, whatever amount they think is right is the right answer. So think about an emergency fund and how much you should have and where you want to keep it. Next one, Brian, uh, deals with getting your affairs in order. You know, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, they led a normal life one day and then they were cut off from their families the next in hospitals and nursing homes or elsewhere. So many people died without wills, plans, or goodbyes. And, you know, I know people who have attended numerous Zoom funerals. So getting your affairs in order is something that you really should have a good handle on. Absolutely. And and it's not just because you think there's a possibility you might die. It can be just as important to give your loved ones, your, your spouse, your kids, whatever it is, peace of mind that knowing that if something happened, they're not going to have to try and pick up the pieces. I mean, you know, in my own case, if I, if I, you know, I own companies and I have complex financial situation and, you know, if I just passed away, I got COVID and passed away in two weeks, no one would know what to do, where to go if I hadn't done all this planning ahead of time. And it would be devastating, uh, hopefully devastating that I'm gone to these people, but also devastating, you know, for them to figure out how am I, how are my kids going to figure out how to unravel a financial planning and CPA firm? They're not, you know, so I, I've got to have a plan for all of that. And peace of mind, uh, I think maybe we should entitle this section, the peace of mind section, you know, peace right. of mind of having enough liquid reserves on the side, peace of mind and knowing that if something happened to me, things are going to work out right. And it's, it's so important, especially when you have more of a complex situation and especially important if you leave it to your kids or your spouse. Maybe your spouse doesn't understand the business world the way you do or, or the investment world the way you do. Maybe your kids have different ideas on whether it should go on or not the way it was. And of course, if it's multiple kids, they're most likely going to have a big fight about it if you give the charge to one and not the others. And there's a lot of problems you could be leaving behind. You could just leave a devastating path. You think, you know, you got a nice net worth, everything will work out. I'm not going to die. Well, then something happens to somebody you know, and it happened that way. And they come to me and it's just a mess. Uh, seeing this happen so many times, I got to say, get your affairs in order. Regardless of whether you think you're going to live three years or 30 years, get your affairs in order. Get it done. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's that important. You spent your whole life working out, you know, trying to get your family in good shape and, and don't just leave them high and dry. So get that done. And to that end, Brian, I know that you here at Madonna Financial Services for new clients, you have this book and I've got one myself filled it out. It's called The Life and Legacy Planner. Really, really important stuff. What's in that book? Well, there's, there is uh, some very important pages in that. You know, like There's a checklist of things like life insurance. Do you have it? Where is it? Uh, that's pretty important. I've known people that died and their heirs are like, i sure you had life insurance, but I can't find it and we're not going to get paid. Or uh, do you have a safe deposit box? If so, where and where's the key? Uh, there's a computer passwords part of it. There's a very important one. Uh, most families that are broken up emotionally uh, it's because of personal effects. Who got mom's wedding ring? Who gets dad's favorite car? Um, whatever it is, it, it has to be, you need to address those and, and they, they need to say who gets what. Personal effects are a big deal. It's easy to split up a bank account. It's not easy to split up a car or a ring. And so it's very important to do that. 
I mentioned the passwords area. Uh, even things like uh, who's going to take care of the pets? Do, do they have medications? You know, stuff like that can be in there. There's letters to loved ones, family history, family tree. Maybe, you know, someone passed away. Gosh, I wish I'd remembered to ask what his grandmother's name was because I, I can't recall. I didn't write it down, but he knew it, but I don't know who it was. You know, whatever it is, there's a lot of different things in that guide that, you know, maybe the guide, there's a lot of pages that you wouldn't bother to fill out, but there's certain ones in there I think would be critically important. Yeah, this is really a comprehensive guide. I've got one in front of me right now. It's about 50 pages. And as you said, it does incorporate all those things where things are. But there are other things that are so important here. There is a page on funeral arrangements, preferred type of service uh, for the people that are left behind, too. It tells you what to do, ordering 12 death certificates and getting birth certificates. There's even a family tree segment of this, too, so you can help your loved ones understand who you were and where you came from. Again, it's the Life and Legacy Planner, and you get it when you become a client here of Madrona Financial Services. If you would like more information about anything that we talked about on our show so far today, call 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. And if you're thinking about, you know, getting your affairs in order, getting your financial life in order too, you'd like a complimentary financial plan with no cost and no obligation. Of course, it is free for our loyal listeners here. To get yours, call 844-MADRONA. You can also request it online from the website and vet the firm at madronafinancial.com. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll be right back to talk more about 2021 when our show continues after this. Stay tuned for more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show you can't afford to miss. 2020 has come to an end, and the passing of another year means we get to start fresh and reevaluate our goals. As we enter into 2021, take a moment to reflect back on what mattered most in the past year. It could have been your health, your friends, and most likely, your family. Let the start to 2021 be a call to action to ensure that you have a solid estate and legacy plan in place for your family. Call 844-MADRONA to get more information on creating a plan to fit your loved one's needs. At Madrona Financial Services, they believe in creating comprehensive written plans designed to help ensure you never outlive your money and that your plan also reflects the wishes you have for your family. And to make it easy, Madrona Financial Services offers complimentary virtual no-obligation meetings where they'll take the time to discuss your unique goals and financial situation. Leave this past year behind and enter a new one with the confidence that your loved one's future is secure. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA or visit them online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Many people are experiencing unexpected job loss and find themselves in uncharted waters. From some of the largest employers in our area laying off employees to the smallest having to close their doors, this is impacting many of us and our neighbors. Losing a job is hard enough. But with the added stress of what to do with your 401k or other employer-sponsored plans, it can feel overwhelming. At Madrona Financial Services, we are here to help bring clarity, direction, and strategy to your financial world. Our staff of wealth managers and CPAs can answer your questions and provide the type of guidance these times require. You can start by scheduling a complimentary phone call or virtual meeting so we can discuss your personal situation and how we may be able to help. There are important financial considerations when it comes to certain employer-sponsored plans. We'll help explain your options so you can avoid any unnecessary penalties or taxes. Schedule your complimentary meeting today at 844-MADRONA or online at madronafinancial.com. madronafinancial.com That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A-Financial.com. 
You can't build a house with just one tool, and you can't plan for retirement without an integrated, comprehensive strategy. If you want to get more information on the Madrona bundle of services, call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or go to madronafinancial.com. Now, back to more of Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to continue our discussion about investing in 2021. And Brian, we've talked about New Year's resolutions and the to-do list for 2021. We've talked about building an emergency fund and getting your affairs in order. I want to talk about investing in 2021. I mean, this is an unknown commodity right now. We had great hopes that things would return to somewhat normal or a new normal. And now this second strain of coronavirus is out there, too. So it's still kind of up in the air. How do you counsel someone or what sort of tactics do you employ for investing when you think the market may be a roller coaster or is it a roller coaster? Yeah, looking back at 2020, I mean, investments can come in many different forms. You can have a business as an investment. You can have a, a real estate, investment real estate. Uh, you can have annuities. You can have stock market, that kind of thing. So I'll focus on the stock market for a second here. And we talk about, you know, people are like, well, the stock market went up several percentage points this year uh, when you look at 2020 from the start to the finish. But what some people may not remember is the stock market dropped over 10,000 points. Wow. And the stock market went up over 10,000 points all in the same year. This is a very volatile thing. That is hard for a lot of people to deal with. Now, if you kind of knew it was going to work out and you just wrote it out or whatever, you're, you're fine. But there's a lot of people that react with their emotions. You know, down 10,000 points, I mean, it, the stock market didn't even hit 10, you know, the Dow I'm talking about, didn't even hit 10,000 until not that many years ago for the first time ever. And now it's moving that much uh, within a year twice. Uh, that's tough on a lot of people to handle. Yeah, I would think that investing in 2021 is such an unknown commodity that a lot of people are going, well, you know, I don't want to take any risk at all. Do you find that some of your investors are asking you to be too conservative? Well, here's one of the issues that that I see with with investing. You know, people might look around and go, oh, wow, the, the stock market did great and tech stocks did great and Tesla and some of these companies and Bitcoin is way up and single family residences are way up. And they've been on the sidelines this whole time. And then they go, okay, I'm going to put all my money into Bitcoins and Tesla and a single family residence. And then it might be that they were in a bubble and then they dropped. And you bought after everybody else made the money on those. And then you took the hit. So I'm not saying Tesla's going to go down or rental houses or Bitcoin or anything to that effect. But there is that chance. And so if you put all your money into one of those those eggs in that basket, you better hope you don't drop the basket and break your egg. So, I mean, investing isn't easy. You can't just, it's easy in the rearview mirror. I mean, I did, have, I've had a couple of people, why didn't you just put all the money into X, Y, or Z, you know, after the fact that it went way up? Uh, you, should, you know, didn't you know about that? And I'm like, well, come on. You know, we, we got to look at where we're at today and are we going to be sitting here a year from now going, I wish I'd put all kinds of money into X, you know, yeah, whatever right. X is. And so, you know, if you know what that is, great, invest in that. But for most of us, we can't be sure that we know that buying something when it's already gone way up in value and by typical valuation measures is overvalued. How would you say that I need to get in now? So... 
You know, you can do momentum investing. We call that momentum investing, that if it's gone way up, it's going to probably continue. And that may be the case. And I have exchange-traded funds in our portfolio that do that. But it's it's a risky business. And I just want to point out that it's not that easy. Investing, having the right asset allocation, the right allocated to, right amount allocated to cash flow and secure investments relative to growth investments. And Brian, for those people listening to the program now, and they may hear a little hammering in the background there, that's not your advisors hammering out a new financial plan or constructing a new portfolio. As people know, I mean, we've been socially distancing here for a while, and you're broadcasting from home, and I know that you're having some work done in the house there, and I'm back here in the Madrona Financial Studio, so that's what that hammering is there if you hear that. (laughs) You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans here. My name is Jeff Shade. Glad you could join us, and we're talking about some plans for 2021 and things that you might want to consider. And as you said, Brian, you know, riding that roller coaster in 2021, it depends upon how much time you have with your investments. I mean, if you're pre-retirement, you've got a little more time on your hands versus in retirement right now. How does the investment strategy change if you're already in retirement and you're in that distribution phase right now versus the accumulation phase? Well, one of the unfortunate things that changes is, you know, you might be in retirement and go, you know, I really need to have some more assets that are secure and generating cash flow. So I think I'm ready for an annuity. And you maybe you're 67 years old or whatever, and I'm going to look at you and go, you know, I don't think that maybe the annuity is the answer for you because you waited too long to start it. Annuities do the best when you give them some time to grow. And so if you're already, you know, maybe 75 years old, you know, there's a fat chance I'm going to suggest a lifetime cash flow annuity to somebody over 70 years old. You know, I'm probably not going to do that. And so that's one of the considerations that we got to do the planning before we're in retirement. Then you go, now I should probably be thinking about how I should have my money structured for my retirement now that I'm retiring. Well, I wish we'd had that conversation before you retired, especially, you know, most people can do a lot of retirement asset allocation into these different investment types at age 59 and a half because they have access to their 401k plan money. They can move it out into their own IRA. It's not a taxable event and continue to contribute to their 401k. That's a great time to buy an annuity or or some of these other uh, investment products we might be talking about prior to when you actually retire. And you and I know someone who is 65 years of age and was thinking about buying an annuity, but considering his health and the fact that he really has a very, very frugal life uh, points to the fact that annuities are not the be-all, end-all for everyone. As much as we like annuities and what they can do for you, a fixed annuity, fixed index annuity, they're not for everyone. So investing post-retirement can be much different than investing pre-retirement. What about insurance for pre-retirement versus post-retirement? If you're getting to retirement or through retirement at this point in time, can you still use an insurance policy as part of your income plan? Well, that too, uh, like the annuity, even more so, you want to start that one early. The annuity, you can have money coming out in a short period of time. Let's say you just have a few years before you have to turn it on. You can do that with an annuity and it can be effective. But with a life insurance policy, probably not. You need at least a decade, probably at least 15 years for those to really do what they can do best. And they can do it quite well because they can give you cash flow and retirement income tax-free, which is great. And so that's, again, uh, something you want to do ahead of time. That's why I've recently you know, had that Kiplinger article talking about 
the best gifting strategy of our era. I wasn't talking about a 65, 70-year-old person buying a fixed universal life policy for themselves. I was talking about gifting it to their children so that their children could have tax-free cash flow, almost like a tax-free pension in retirement using this product because they had still had time on their side. So yeah, the life insurance is a bugger on, on older people. And you mentioned the 65-year-old. Yeah, life insurance, if you're not in great physical shape, then you're probably not going to want either because the big winners to annuities are people that can live a long time and get right. cash flow for a long time. And with life insurance, you can't qualify for the life insurance if you're not in decent shape anyway, so they wouldn't even uh, offer it to you. Yeah, and the person that we're talking about is not in good health and has no heirs, so life insurance really is not an option for him. But, you know, no. if when you get to be 64, 65, 66 years of age, you see these ads all the time, maybe you're just noticing them more, where, you know, people are saying, hey, you can get life insurance up to age 70, it'll only cost you this much, and a lot of times it's 10000 you know, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 worth of life insurance, and, you know, you're paying $150, $170 a month for that. Is it ever a good idea? to buy life insurance at that age, particularly term life insurance, because that's what that is. Well, I suppose if you had a direct need, I'm, I'm thinking just funeral costs, and you say, I don't right. want to burden my kids, and none of us have a lot of money. You know, that's what that would be. Certainly, my clients typically are not in that situation where they need life insurance for funeral costs. Most of my clients want life insurance for tax-free cash flow in retirement or for a legacy plan. And the life insurance that we put people into is certainly a much higher face amount uh, than that. I've done a policy of $60 million, and not all of them are obviously that big, but right. uh, you know, we do policies for different reasons, generational transfer, uh, multi-generational transfer, tax-free cash flow, avoiding estate taxes, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of reasons to do life insurance, and certainly a term policy is good, you know, especially if you have kids and you got to worry about something very unexpected happens, not a bad way to go. But most of the insurance I do is not term insurance, it's permanent insurance, meaning it's an investment vehicle with a life insurance wrapper around it to make it tax-free. Brian, in the few minutes that we have left in this particular segment, I want to talk about the Joni Mitchell song, and I think you know the one I'm talking about, uh, where she sings, Don't It Always Seem to Go, That You Don't Know What You've Got Till It's Gone. And to that end, I'm talking about practicing gratitude. That is something that a lot of people have learned to do here in 2020. Yeah, I have been talking more about gratitude with clients this year than all my years combined, I think, because we just have to reflect on how lucky we are sometimes. I know not everybody has been lucky through all of this. I understand that, of course. But for most of us, you think about it, the suffering that goes on around the world and the lack of opportunity people have. And for myself, clearly, I'm in, a, in the Pacific Northwest in an industry that I didn't have to, even though I'm working from home, I've had my best year ever as far as being able to add new clients and the market, you know, doing well and, and everybody doing so well. Uh, I didn't take a step back. We, I've been hiring advisors, so you know, adding to my payroll. And so very grateful for that. Very grateful for, you know, I'm still able to be active on my charity boards and, and with our Zoom meetings. I didn't know you could put 60 people on a Zoom meeting, but you sure can. I guess I've been in those kinds of things. Right. Um, recording from home. I'm, I'm doing lots of things. And, and so you know, I didn't really miss a beat there. I've been able to get closer to family members because, you know, just more time and, and I'm not 
maybe I didn't get to travel around, but I was able to work on my business more. So in, in all aspects, I, I try and look at, okay, what's the positive outcome from that? Even even Christmas, just spending it with my two boys and we cooked mm-hmm. steak and lobster and my older one was cooking steak. I was cooking all the fixing. My younger one was entertaining <laughs> us with YouTube videos and we were cracking up and we just yeah. had the best Christmas ever. And, sure. and so uh, I thought that that was really something. And so yeah, I didn't get to see all the relatives that I normally see, but this was different and good in its own way. And so we have to look at those positives that have come out of this as best we can. I know if you've lost loved ones, it's hard to do, but maybe, you know, reflect on how their life was and, and how they lived a full life, hopefully, and just always look for the, the positives that you can and be grateful for those. Well, I've grown more appreciative of friends and even trees and all the little moments I've taken for granted. I see how lucky I am to have food, health, and a home in which to live. So may you and yours have that as well in 2021. Bring it on. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. We'll take a quick break. Be right back with the final segment of our show after this. Discussing the financial issues that matter most to you. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Time for today's edition of Growing Your Wealth, presented by Madrona Financial. Here's Brian Evans. I want to talk again about Jay Inslee's proposal to tax capital gains in the state of Washington, even though that is unconstitutional. I've read how they might try and use the courts to override the required vote of the people and and the two-thirds majority of both houses of the legislature just to get this capital gains tax in. Once they've allowed a tax on net income to get in, and net income in the form of gains on capital assets, then it would be a very short time period before we'd have a small statewide income tax, a corporate tax, individual income tax. And once we have an income tax, what happens in all the states that have that, if you watch it over time, states like California, New York, that tax rate starts to grow. So someday we could have some of the high highest taxes in the country in the form of one of the highest sales taxes in the country, the net income tax, capital gains tax, the high property taxes we have. Then throw on top of that the fact that our businesses have what's called the business and occupation tax, which isn't even a tax on net income. It's a tax on gross revenue. So just having money come in, whether you make a profit or not, a business has to pay the state business and occupation tax. We're the only state with that too. So we might see a situation where we have more taxes on the books and don't even get me started on the wealth tax proposals that I've heard or the head taxes that the Seattle City Council wants to impose and once they did that Amazon would never re-up a lease in Seattle so we got a lot of issues with taxes coming up starting with capital gains and that was growing your wealth with Brian Evans Madrona Financial investments retirement taxes and legacy madronafinancial.com get your free copy of Brian's latest book the complete book of retirement it covers everything from the basics of retirement planning to passive real estate investing. Arm yourself with information and take control of your retirement. Call Madrona Financial Services today at 844-MADRONA for your free copy or visit madronafinancial.com. Do you ever worry if your CPA and financial advisor are on the same page? You won't have to if you call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA or visit them at madronafinancial.com. Now, back to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPAs. In this segment, we're going to answer some listener questions. And Brian, throughout our broadcast year, we've gotten a lot of questions from our listeners, and most of the time we don't have time to get to them, but I thought in this particular segment that we would address some of those questions. So the first one here is from Charles, who's listening to us in Ballard. And Charles asks you, Brian, what is an exchange-traded fund and how do I use it as an investment device? 
Yeah, an exchange-traded fund, it's similar to a mutual fund. So an exchange-traded fund is going to own a whole bunch of different stocks or bonds or, or whatever it is. Usually exchange-traded funds are what's called passive uh, funds, meaning that they're just indexed. An index means they buy the most of the biggest. So if Apple is 3% of the S&P 500 and, and Netflix is 2% of the S&P 500, when you buy an S&P 500 ETF, you're going to get 3% Apple, 2% Netflix, and 498 companies representing the 500 companies. So you'll have them all in there. So you can do that through an ETF or a mutual fund. ETFs have advantages over mutual funds, though, in that you can trade them intraday, meaning if it you know, 11 o'clock in the morning, you want to sell your ETF, you can sell it. Your mutual fund, you got to wait till the end of the day. ETFs, when you buy one, you're not buying someone else's unrealized capital gains. So you buy a mutual fund, you might get a big tax bill, even though you didn't sell it that year because you bought gains from the past that someone else has not paid their taxes on. That doesn't occur with ETFs. And finally, ETFs are usually have lower internal trading fees than mutual funds, and so they're less expensive to own. And, and, and well, one other point with ETFs, you can get very granular. If you want to invest in something very specific, you can do that with an ETF. If you want to own corn, you know, you want to invest in biotech or the NASDAQ or a particular area of the market, uh, very specifically Indonesia or whatever it is, you can do that with an ETF. Charles, thanks so much for that question because we used it on the air. We'll send you out Brian's book, The Complete Book of Retirement. Next question here, Brian, comes from Jen in Everett. And Jen writes, my daughter is in her mid-20s. Now, she has a boyfriend who is a brand new financial advisor. She doesn't make much money right now. She works for a startup where turnovers and layoffs are common. Her boyfriend is telling her to focus on investing in a brokerage account instead of building an emergency fund, paying off some bills and saving for retirement. What's your opinion of this young man's advice? Well, uh, that's a tough one because I, I want to do both. I would hope that uh, I could adjust my expenses to make sure that I have a plan for paying things down and have an emergency fund, but also uh, investing for the future. But I would say that you may be a little too gung-ho. I, I got to put the, uh, you know, what do they say when you're flying an airplane and the, and the thing drops down, you got to give yourself oxygen before you can start helping other people. Right. So in this case, if you're in an industry where you could lose your job, you better be able to take care of yourself. So I would say the emergency fund would be your oxygen supply for First, and then maybe paying down the bills could, as long as you had a plan for that, maybe you could invest uh, some money, but uh, certainly have the plan laid out for how you're going to pay back those debts. And then thirdly, you would look at investing long-term in the markets, but hopefully you can do all three. Thank you, Jennifer. Once again, Brian's book, The Complete Book of Retirement, is on its way to you. Thank you for that question. Next question, Brian, is from Daniel in Capitol Hill. He says, I'm starting to get curious about the cryptocurrency Bitcoin. I read that the price of Bitcoin recently reached an all-time high, closing in on $30,000. How do you feel about Bitcoin, and do you think it still has a lot of room to run even higher? Well, as I talked earlier in the in the show, there's all kinds of investments out there that have gone way up in value and people finally notice them. They go, wow, I should invest in that. And you got to just make sure you're not investing in a bubble. And anybody that says they have any understanding where Bitcoin's going to be, I would <laughs> challenge him on that. That is the one, I, you know, that it's that's a tough one to get your head around. And that's going to be more on the psychology of people and their acceptance and desire to do that. But certainly it is going to be the most volatile thing 
something out there, I would imagine. Although I did talk about the market dropping the Dow dropped over 10,000 points in 2020 and went up over 10,000 points in 2020. Well, Bitcoin is even way more volatile than that. I mentioned Tesla. I mentioned other types of investments. So I'm not against investing in something that's like that, but you're sure not going to be able to prove out your theory based on fundamentals. You're just going to have to have faith that there's going to be a psychological edge to owning that kind of thing and people are going to want to own it with you. Thank you for that question, Daniel. Next one comes from Spencer, and Spencer writes to us from Linwood. And Spencer says, I've heard you talk about taxes being very important to consider in retirement. What are some of the ways to minimize taxes in my estate planning to spare my heirs a big tax burden? Well, there's a couple of levels of estate planning. There's the federal level, where which is very high and is probably going to be reduced, cut in half this, if uh, the Biden plan gets through. There's also the state estate tax that is a much lower uh, level. And, and so that that's another consideration. So if you want to get out of the estate tax, you can do gifting now, especially gifting into a irrevocable life insurance trust and putting in some permanent life insurance there to get it out of your state. What's interesting is if you gift, you're saying, well, don't I have to pay a gift tax? And I'm like, well, probably not because, you know, you've got $11, $12 million right now you can give away without any tax federally. And a lot of people think that applies at the state level too, but it does not. So you can give any amount of money away and you don't have to account for that from the state level. It's just money out of your estate and then you're never going to pay the Washington State estate tax on that amount of money that you gifted. Very complex area. I probably lost most of my listeners on that explanation, but you know, it's a big area and that's something we definitely could help out with though. Spencer, thanks for that question. Again, we'll send you out Brian's book, Complete Book of Retirement. Our next question comes from Donna and Donna's in Tacoma. She says, when is the best time to buy an immediate annuity? Well, an immediate annuity is good if you want to maximize the cash flow and you're unconcerned with, uh, you could die prematurely or something of that nature. A single premium immediate annuity is like a pension or social security. When you die, it's gone. You can buy a single premium immediate annuity with a period certain. So let's say you're 55 years old and you buy one and you get a 10-year period certain and you die two months after you buy it. Well, there's still nine years and 10 months left that's going to pay out to your heirs and they'll maybe get 60 cents on the dollar on that thing. So single premium is where you're not worried about heirs so much and any residual there. They don't go up in value. They're going to pay, again, higher than, than a lot of annuities initially, but that's because they don't have all the other bells and whistles a lot of annuities have. Okay, Brian, last question here is from Ted in Bellevue, and Ted says, I currently have a 50-50 mix of stocks and bonds. However, I've recently noticed that my stocks are way down. Is it a good idea to sell some bonds to buy more of the stock while it's down? I really think it's just a temporary drop for these stocks. What do you think? Well, I can't give advice over the radio on that. I don't know which stocks he has, but, you know, I'm concerned about the bond market, certainly. If interest rates go up, you're going to lose money on your bonds, and the bonds that you own aren't paying very much as it is. And you can sell them at a premium right now. To me, that seems awfully heavy in the bond area. So that's something to address. If your stocks went down in this environment, that simply means you don't own tech stocks. You own dividend-paying stocks. Dividend-paying stocks being mostly energy, you know, oil and gas, or REITs, or or banks, or utilities. And they did not fare 
there as well as growth stocks such as technology, healthcare, telecommunication, that kind of thing, but primarily the technology. So that just tells me you don't have technology shares in your portfolio. We don't know what the future is going to hold, whether it's still a good time to own those kinds of dividend paying type stocks and all of that. Something to address, uh, maybe the asset allocation of your equity section, and you might consider other investments around that instead of bonds, maybe using annuities or fixed index universal life as a bond substitute as you reconstruct your portfolio. If you have a question for us here you'd like us to answer on the air, you can send it to us two ways, one of which you can call it into 844-MADRONA, 844-MADRONA. Laura will take it down for you, pass it on to us, or you can email it to us from our website, which is madronafinancial.com. Brian, out of time for this week. want to wish everyone a happy new year. And uh, we invite everybody to join us again next week for another edition of Growing Your Wealth. Have a great weekend. This is Brian Evans, founder of Madrona Financial Services and Bauer Evans CPA and host of the Growing Your Wealth radio show. If you're close to or in retirement and don't have a tax plan, get one. It could mean hundreds of thousands of dollars throughout your retirement. Our country has been spending like never before, and that tax bill is coming. At Madrona Financial Services, we help build tax strategies into retirement and investment plans designed for you to help keep more of your gains. Take action and call us at 844-MADRONA to schedule a retirement tax analysis today. That's 844-MADRONA. After World War II, taxes reached 90% and were as high as 70% in the 80s. Don't be caught off guard. You can retire right and on your terms. Call to schedule a virtual or in-person review. Our number is 844-MADRONA, that's 844-M-A-D-R-O-N-A, or visit us online at madronafinancial.com. That's madronafinancial.com. Don't let the health crisis that began in 2020 become a wealth crisis for you in your retirement. Times like these require a plan and people you can trust by your side. Brian Evans of Madrona Financial Services has been helping retirees navigate through changing times for more than 30 years. If you're not 100% certain that your current plan is equipped to handle times like these, call Madrona Financial Services right now and Brian will meet with you personally. The number is 844-MADRONA. That's 844-MADRONA. But spaces are limited, so call now. The pandemic could likely affect your taxes, social security, your investments, your health care, and a lot more. So now isn't the time for guesswork. Call Madrona Financial Services at 844-MADRONA. A sound strategy and a team by your side could add hundreds of thousands of dollars or more over your retirement. Call 844-MADRONA right now. That's 844-MADRONA. Or visit online at madronafinancial.com. That's M-A-D-R-O-N-A-Financial.com.